because then clients don't know what success looks like. They don't know if it's profitable or not profitable or how they can become profitable. So those initial conversations, especially during the sales process, are so crucial to really setting the stage. Hello, Agency Go fam. Welcome to How to Scale an Agency, where we interview top digital marketing agency owners like Abstract Management, One SEO, and U Plus to learn how they scale to $10 million in revenue per year. If you would like to be part of a 200 plus member digital marketing agency owner community, go to grow.agencygo.io and sign up today. What's going on, everyone? We got really cool guests, one of my old colleagues and clients, Jake. Barufkin, co-founder and COO of Pareto PPC. In this call, we're going to be talking about some elite level customer service and customer success strategies that have led them to never, ever, ever lose one client in their three years of existence. So Jake, you know, I obviously want to lead off with that really high, like, holy shit type of moment because churn is a very real thing. You guys don't have churn. You've figured out whatever the equation is. And on this call, I really want to dive into it. But before we do, for everyone listening, what do they need to know about you and Pareto coming into this conversation? Absolutely. So let's talk about Pareto first, because I don't think I'm as important as the entity. Pareto PPC is a digital marketing agency. We specialize in strategy and PPC execution on Google, Bing, Facebook, Amazon, and all types of PPC platforms. In short, we're a fiduciary partner between the publishers and the engines and just making sure that we're spending the advertising dollars for the clients in the best way possible for them. I've never heard PPC or media buying agency express that so elegantly. We're a fiduciary partner. I love that you use the word fiduciary because I think that's like the mentality that I go at all business with. I'm here to serve you. And for everyone that doesn't know what a fiduciary is, it's like you're legally binded to do what's in the in your client's best interests. Yeah, it's a great thing too because we're not married to one engine. So we're not just a Google house. We're not just a Bing house, let's say, or Facebook, where if we're seeing performance work on one side or the other, we're not going to hold advertising. It's an investment portfolio, right? It's no different than finance, except it's you know marketing advertising spend, but we're going to treat it as such because it's still big money, right? It's not yeah. these aren't pennies, you know, we're moving around. Yeah. So. And you guys do it well. So for one that like I hooked them with this very dope, like I've never lost a client mentality, literally, not even a mentality, it's just a fact. Could you give us like some first layer down into Pareto? How, has, how has this happened? Because I don't think there's one person listening to this or that may ever listen to this that has had that good of a, a track record as you. We've never lost a client and it's taken us to the million dollar plus run rate as a result, right? Definitely. Yeah, it has. And to be honest with you, it's really doing a strong onboarding and building a really good foundation for just communicating with the client and understanding what the needs are. And that's pretty dynamic and transparent across any service, you know, company that you're really providing for someone. But for PPC specifically, we really, on the onboarding process, take as much information from them as possible and then cure, like curate that into how do we define what success looks like and build out a roadmap for how we get there. And that's really 90% of what we succeed in. So let's dive into that, right? Because when I hear onboarding, it could mean something different for me as someone else. Strong communication could mean something different for me, for the person listening to this, for you. Yeah. Could we get like some specific strategies? Because I think one of the things that I've dove into in the last 18 months is also onboarding. We've had another 
ex-client on here, our current client, Jeremy Epperson, his average client LTV is 180,000. And he also mm -hmm. just doesn't really churn clients, right? And one of the biggest things he talked about was onboarding. So I'd love to hear what, what your take is, like specifics on onboarding that like, what are the must haves in order to build a strong onboarding process that could lead to never churning clients? Yeah, it's a really good question. And we, this is something we're still perfecting over time. I think it's one of those things where you're forever changing it and optimizing it to be better. But for us, we've learned very well on how to ask questions that specifically move the needle for the account and what sticks to their web. Because ultimately, there's things called leading KPIs and lag, lag KPIs, and we can kind of go into that deeper down the road. But for us, we just talk pretty candidly with the client and say, how much money do you want to spend? What type of return do you want to get? And is this profitable for you? And if it's not profitable for them, then how do we make it profitable for them? And that's really the you know, crux of the, the initial conversation is providing as much, uh, enabling them to provide as much context to us on how they define success. And trying to extract that data can be very challenging because some clients don't know what success looks like. They don't know if it's profitable or not profitable or how they can become profitable. So those initial conversations, especially during the sales process, are so crucial to really setting the stage. So I want to just chip away at one of those things. You said, if it's not profitable, how can we make it profitable? Why is that an important question? And what are some of, like, some of the things you find out as a result of asking that question? Because I've never heard anyone say, if it's not profitable, how could, other than just like making more money is the obvious one. But like, what, where does that question lead to? Because that's an interesting question. It definitely leads in a direction of them understanding how this fits into their overall business and payout, right? Because sometimes they're already running PPC and that's a very easy handoff, right? Because they've had a previous agency, maybe they've done it internally and they just haven't been able to get to that next level. That's a very easy conversation on growth and scaling. But some of the other clients, this is completely net new. So they don't understand if they're investing, let's say 15, 20, $30,000 a month into this, what do they need from it in order to do it the next month and the following month and the following month? Or if they want to double the ad spend, what do they need? Because that's really how we need to work with them in order to build a forecast on an annual basis or a strategic plan on different types of strategies we can do to get them what they're ultimately looking for. And that's kind of like part of that onboarding process stuff. Okay. So we ask these questions, we understand, we get clarity from them. And I also even want to call out for everyone listening. When I had this same conversation with Jeremy Epperson, founder of Conversion Guides, and he's now a partner at Conversion Advocates, onboarding was also a really important thing and also getting extreme levels of clarity. He had a, I think it was a six page scope of work document that really defined expectations, like literally covered everything. So let's say you're doing this onboarding experience. You start with the questions. What comes next on that onboarding call? And onboarding, maybe it's the whole experience. Maybe it's just more than one call. What comes after yeah, that? Yeah, so yeah, for us, it is just one call because the way that we package our onboarding is a little bit, uh, we've, I, we think it's rather efficient. We have a questionnaire that goes through 40 plus questions. And it breaks it down into segments of the types of questions and context we're truly looking for. So some of it could be as simple as, you know, brand guidelines. So it's like if we're running ad copy for someone, what to say, what not to say. So that way we don't have to like pull teeth during a meeting in order to you know, grab some of this information. Other things could be sources of truth. So how do they define success for conversions? Is it something in the engine? Is it something within a CRM tool? Is it something in their financial tool that they're using? Could it be in a case management tool depending on what type of industry it's in? 
So there's all sorts of questions around there. Uh, tracking is going to be one of the major pillars that we go through. It's one of those things where getting consistent data in a recurring fashion is incredibly important to the way that we manage the day-to-day -day operations. And making sure that conversion tracking is 100% set up with before we even launch campaigns is like not even a, I don't even want to call it a milestone project. It's a requirement because if we don't have tracking set up and we don't have it accurate or agreed upon between us and the client, that's something that can be a constant sticking point down the road where we're saying we're seeing this internally, we're seeing something else on our end, and that creates a discrepancy, which we just don't want to have to have happen moving forward because we want to be able to have that open conversation where we everyone sees all the data. Got it. So we have the brand guideline questions, right? We have defining success questions and like different iterations and presumptions. And then we also have the data questions. And these are 40 questions, and I'm sure there's some more questions. This yeah. is a form that's being filled out before and then you guys, how do you get that? So how do you get them to fill out a 40 question form? Cause that's a daunting amount of questions. It is. And it takes up to an hour sometimes, maybe even longer to fill out some of these questionnaires, but it saves everyone time because one, it enables the client to kind of go through this and really think about the strategy before they begin working with us on what they ultimately want. It's defining things like sources of truth for reporting. What is the bottom you know, floor cost per lead or ROAS that they're truly looking for in terms of return? other sorts of information. But another important asset of it is it saves everyone time on calls because we review the information and on the call, we just get clarity and building that context and getting that concise lens of what they're ultimately expecting is the most important thing before we start a new relationship. So it's kind of like saving everyone time by us being able to work independently at the same time. Got it. So we're really just chipping away question after question. What do you expect? What is success? Let's get clarity in the brand guidelines. Let's get clarity about data. Let's get clarity about how you define the data, how we define the data, what's our actual agreed upon definitions and, mm -hmm. and interpretations, and then what? So we do all this, what comes next? So after that, then it becomes more of a strategy build on our end. So now we, you know, this is the value of, you know, what we do, it's how do we actually turn the campaigns, the ad engines, everything that we're running into success for them. So we've built out a 30, 60, 90 roadmap of different campaigns we need to launch, different advertising budgets we think we need to hit. And maybe there's ad copy that we need from the client or approval on ad copy that we're writing on behalf of the client, things along those lines. And once we get all that, then we just launch it and then we just manage it and make sure that it ultimately hits the success that they're looking for. I remember when I was first starting to scale my agency, I felt like I was running in a million different directions and I was eventually able to scale my agency twiz to $1.7 million per year in revenue, but not until after I had wasted so much time and money through trial and error. This is why I launched our agency go community, the digital marketing agency community I never had. For only $19 per month, you get access to over $100,000 in deals, discounts, tools, and resources to scale your agency. I will also personally teach you how to grow your agency through our group masterclasses. What are you waiting for? Go to grow.agencygo.io and sign up for our membership today. If after 30 days, your head is not exploding with value and you do not feel like you know everything you need to know to run your agency, I'll give you your money back. No questions asked. Again, that's grow.agencygo.io to sign up today. Okay. You guys have not lost a client. Like, no. Yeah. It's one of those things where it just works. It's a format that enables us to have the ultimate clarity, but to also have a lot of the responsibility on our end too, which we don't mind. So, okay. Outside of onboarding, 
you said clear communications. Like, what are those some of what are some of those things that you specifically do? And it could I, obviously I know that you said before the call you have meetings that some of your clients just don't even show up to anymore. They're like, we trust you guys. Like, so what specifically around like the meeting or communication cadence do you guys do that just makes things so simple, but also clearly defines what's going on? Yeah, and I think it comes down to standardization and repeatable format that they're just used to seeing. So it's not like we're jumping on a call, it's the wild, wild west. We got a bunch of topics we're walking through. We go through a format that they just understand, they get used to, and they honestly, I think everyone likes because it's something that they're expected moving forward. So there's no, oh, I didn't get this information, or I didn't see this. They just kind of see the format and something that they just become accustomed to. With that being said, you know, internally, we're checking on these accounts daily to make sure pacing, to make sure that the budgets are going as planned, to make sure that we're hitting the performance that they're looking for. But then we have for the client, either a bi-weekly or monthly call. And the bi-weekly or monthly calls is kind of where all the magic happens. And that's where we do month-to-date pacing for them to make sure that they're in expectation with where they're going. We're talking about prior month performance during that time frame, And we always like the format of stop, start, continue for insights in order to make sure that we're constantly headed in the right direction for them. And that's how we kind of provide a lot of our updates. Dive into that for me. You said stop, start, and... Yeah, stop, start, continue. So it's an interesting format. It seems rather too simple, but it's something that just works. Where if we're running an ad campaign for someone, there's got to be something within there that couldn't be, you know, might not be working up to our standard. So it's not necessarily something we want to stop, but it's something that we want to just pause for right now. So that's something where we would say, hey, we want to stop working on this project for right now, but we want to maybe look at it in the near future when we do have the time and the resources available. And then the start part is what do we want to do new that maybe we could see some potential opportunity with that we think that could help scale it. And then continue is just what's working that we just shouldn't touch, you know? And that sort of format enables a lot of really good conversations with the client in terms of like forward thinking, not just, you know, historical, you know, recaps. And it also gives them an update on what we're doing within the month in order to make sure that we are hitting the goals and how they do define success. I love this. So I, I got five month to date pacing performance, stop, start, continue. It's so interesting to hear it just oversimplified as stop, start, continue. I know, and I'm drawing a lot of comparisons between you and Jeremy, because both of you guys have the best LTV of any of the agencies I've seen. And I've seen over a hundred, right? And I've like had the opportunity to pop under the hood, really inspect and look, you two guys are just, you're the outliers. You, So when I draw these comparisons, one of the things that Jeremy talked about for everyone listening was having a really strong meeting structure. And not only are you guys able to like articulate everything in a way that simplifies it, but it sounds like you're also highlighting the wins. So you said month to date pacing and performance, like is there anything you guys do consciously that just keeps them excited or keeps them optimistic or keeps them like feeling good about where you have been and where you're going in that segment of the conversation? Yes, but honestly, I'm going to derail this just a little bit because there's another piece to the service offering that we do that enables us to kind of have that forward mm. thinking. This is something to look forward to. So on a quarterly level, we do quarterly business reviews for all of our accounts. And that's something that we definitely hold um, very true to our hearts and what we want to continue to do forever within this business. And the reason why we like that is because I think too often agencies kind of fall in the weeds of just executing or retroactively looking at performance or just looking at day-to-day operations too much. They have a hard time pulling themselves out and looking at things at a much more macro level. 
And a quarterly business review really enables us to do that. And it forces us to think about things in a quarterly planning session, almost like a sprint or an agile cycle for like an e-commerce sprint team or a website development team. And we like that because there could be three to five things that we want to do on an account that we might need some of their help on, maybe it's something 100% on us, but we know these three to five things will move mountains. So it's one of those things where during our biweekly or monthly calls, we give them updates on how those quarterly business initiatives are going, because that's something that, you know, is still we're working on throughout the quarter with them in order to execute, in order to kind of get more, you know, resources deployed to hit their success and what that, you know, ultimately looks like for them. Got it. So it sounds like the quarterly business review is a strategy that you guys use that gives like a clear focus for the quarter. Like, here's what we're hoping to accomplish this quarter. And maybe like, do you have a limit on how many things that you're focusing on as a result of a quarterly business review? I know three sounds like a, a nice. Yeah. Three sounds like a nice number. One per month is very easy, right? Uh, depending on it, no more than five, ideally, because these aren't simple tasks. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, hit this, you know, a couple buttons. I'm going to check this off. And an hour and a half later, you just complete a new task, right? It's definitely not that. So I think three to five is a good, you know, idea where we're not doing too much to kind of create shock to the overall account structure, but it's just enough to constantly be testing and kind of like putting new ideas in and seeing what really changes within the mix. Very cool. And for the quarterly business review, is that just part of the offering, like part of your initial yeah. offer. See, here's what I want to highlight. That is cool. Like, why do you keep, no one is doing that. And that takes yeah. a lot of skill too, right? And then I could imagine, obviously you guys have been able to be lean and mean and also scale to, you know, be on a, over a million dollar run rate, right? But you haven't churned a client. And as I've been thinking about kind of what are the, some of the things that stand out, this is something that really stands out for me. I don't know any clients that do this because truthfully, the amount of skill that it takes to do this at a high level is crazy. But also here's the cool thing, who all, who's also doing something similar? The guys at Conversion Advocates, Jeremy Epperson, they're doing something really similar, a quarterly business review. And it's so interesting hearing between like you two have, have some of the, have literally the two highest LTVs I've ever seen of agencies. What do you both focus on? You both focus on strong onboarding. You both focus on strong meeting structure and communication. Obviously, you're delivering the results. That's a no-brainer. But you're also focusing on like this quarterly business review where it's like, like we're your outsourced executive marketing team, which is a completely different value proposition and perceived value than just the t- people that's doing media buying or PPC. Absolutely. Yeah. And for us, it's just being a little stickier with the client, right? Because we want to talk more about what sticks to the client's bones. And if we continue to have more of these conversations with them, that'll ultimately help us on the execution and delivery of the service that we have for them too. So we're really trying to marry up with, marry up with their, like, their internal teams and truly understand the lingo that they talk, you know, the types of information that they need internally in order to you know, create the business opportunities for us to scale the campaigns as well. Got it. So we might have to have you come back on the show again, Jake, because like, there's a lot of shit that you guys do exceptionally well. But for everyone that is really hung up on this and they're like, holy fuck, I need to hire these guys from Pareto PPC. I need to get in touch with them. Where can they find you? Where can they find Bo? Where can I find the business if they're interested in getting in touch? Absolutely. So uh, if you go on our website, www.paretoppc.com, uh, you can just submit a form request. You can call us on our, cell, our you know, phone number there and we'll be in touch with you very shortly. So yeah, I think Thanks. that's the easy way to get all of us. Awesome. Jake, thank you so much. I I'm excited for the next conversation. It might be in a few months because I know you're busy as heck. I appreciate you coming on tonight. No, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Cheers.